0: Here's what I'm going to tell you about instead, the strategy of preeminence and what it is and how it's been useful for me in my life and helping me, pretty much helping me become employed um, in in today's world. Now, the strategy of preeminence, for those of you who have not heard of it, it's a term that was coined by a marketer called Jay Abraham. And he, uh, it's in a nutshell, it's this. Give before you ask. 2013, and I, uh, I found myself in London um, needing to find work, wanting to, wanting to go and work with um, somebody, for somebody who was bigger, badder, smarter than I am, and uh, somebody with more experience. And there were... <laughs> you know perhaps a dozen companies that I looked at and these are all startups and then I whittled it down um, and had first round interviews this some through personal network others just looking online work like a website called work in startups and I found somebody oh I found found several people um, with whom I had interviews and then found out what they were doing in their business at that point also what the what the role was about and then some of them were slightly broader one was a b2b um like resource planning tool um and another was a luxury gift experience company um and then another was uh, a peer-to-peer insurance insurtech and what I did with each of them was I just started delivering work. I spoke to each of the founders, found out what they wanted. And then I didn't wait for them to say, okay, now we're going to set you this homework thing, whatever. I just looked at what they needed. And I just created stuff, created a, for the, for the B2B company, just created a vision board because they were very early on uh, like branding, branding, styling, vision board turned up to a couple of industry events, just started working. It's like, you know, I don't, don't wait for the invitation to do stuff, like do stuff. And if they say thanks, but no thanks, then so what? They, you've provided value and, you know, you've probably learned something or developed a skill at, at the same time. Um, similar with the, with the insurance, the B2B, sorry, the peer-to-peer insurance company. I just started building like a wireframe for a website and, that that was it um and ultimately i ended up working with the with the third one with the luxury gift experience company and i just i mean i got the i got an invitation to turn up but i didn't i didn't wait for a contract i didn't wait for like you know for the ink to dry on the page i was just like look i tr- i'm gonna trust in you i'm gonna trust in your integrity and this is going to be an agreement that will work out or it won't. And then I'll go and work somewhere else. And that's fine. I'm just going to deliver work. That's, that is the strategy of preeminence. And if you're in your life and you're trying to find either find work with a client or find a new job or whatever it is, go and find somebody that is doing what you want to do or somebody that you want to work with, or want to work for, speak to them, take them out, like provide value to them and then deliver work for that person without invitation and you will learn something. And that is the strategy of preeminence. and um, It will only ever stand you in good stead, but do do it deliberately. Do, 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 do it strategically. Just help people along the way. I mean, I, I did this with um, a good friend of mine uh, who was starting? This was an, a B2B tech company, um, and I had access to some amazing sales training by a guy called Chet Holmes. He wrote a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine, and he was he was that he was an ultimate sales machine. Freaking relentless! He was a relentless beast on training people again and again, and um, yeah, he tells this story about when he was, I mean, he used to be a karate, <laughs> karate expert when he was, when he was a kid, karate kid, get the karate kid. And he said, and this just gives you an insight into the way that this guy's mind works and his, his attitude. He said he had one of those, like a ball on a rope. And the idea was to try and try and hit this ball repeatedly. And initially he maybe hit it once and just not very, not very cleanly. And he said, you know, by the end of a month, he could do like 19 punches and within the space of a few seconds on this ball, just, it's just like relentless focus on kind of perfecting skills. And so becoming ultimate and becoming an ultimate machine and his whole ethos, which I, I think spans disciplines is rather than doing 4000 things 12 times do 12 things 4000 times and just become masterful at those 12 things become goddamn masterful so look at what it is that you do and there's lots of you know there are different takes on this about the shape of person that you can become whether it's become like a a t-shaped person in your domain so if it's if it's in marketing then maybe you develop a kind of broad perspective on like a range of different topics, but you go really deep on let's say SEO or you go really deep on Facebook ads or paid search in some other, some other platform. And there are other people that say, well, you know, maybe go call yourself pie shaped and go deep in a couple of areas or call yourself M shaped and go deep in a few different areas. The point is, You can't go really deep in loads of areas. So pick a few, pick one to go really deep and then pick maybe two or three others to go pretty darn deep um, and have that define who you are. So Chet Holmes, ultimate sales machine and um, he wrote this book and gave this, give some kick-ass training on how to, how to grow your business by being, pig-headed and determined and relentless and maps out a very clear and brutal strategy for how to go about that. And so I, I kind of gave my friend access to this training because he was at, at a point where he was building his sales environment and wanted to figure out the strategy for doing that. And, um, yeah, he found that really useful and it helped him provide his, um, his first playbook for his, um, sales, sales playbook for his, um, for his enterprise SaaS company. Um, and I think it was probably about a year and a half later. Yeah. So that was the end of 2012. And he, I remember it. We're actually at his parents' house. Um, he'd kind of, st- st- like up shop there and then about a year and a half later he was asking me for advice on how he would go about creating the other the other infrastructure required in his business and so I was just telling him and then after you know after a bit more of a chat after another couple of beers he just kind of said do you do you fancy do you fancy working with me and um and I did. And part of that in no, no small way had come about. Yes, there was a lot of background between us and he knew who I was and we'd known each other for, what was it at the time, 15 years or so. Um, but I had provided, back, provided value to him without any expectation of return. Not even like a desire for a return. It was, I'm going to help you. And that's that because I believe, I believe in what you're doing. You're my friend. And I think if you can approach people that you want to work with at some point, or even people that you don't, but if approach people in the world and in, in your world, in your life, like they are your friends and just seek to pour value into people and seek to help people, it will only stand you and them in good stead. So That, my dear loves, is the strategy of preeminence. So my name is Richard Bowdler, and this has been the Science of Launch podcast. So let me know somewhere, some chat or something, what you want to know about, and what you're doing in your business, um, what your business is, and who knows? Maybe for one lucky person, you could come on, come and be a, a mystery guest on my interview um, chat show thing as well. All right, lots of love. Bye.